Hello, witches. This is Kara Kovacs, and this is Business Witch. As a third-generation witch, at least, and a business and life coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, I teach you how to make money and magic as liberatory practices. Because when we know, seek, and embrace our full potential, we create a better world for everyone. Here you'll find tools, conversations, spells, and inspiration that take you from waiting to creating so you can build the business and life you're oh so worthy and capable of having. Let's go. Hello, witches. We are back with another special guest and also a slightly different episode. If y'all remember a couple months ago when I first launched Business Witch, one of the reasons that I invite y'all into the live calls is that somebody wins a guest coaching session on my podcast. And with this launch, we decided to do it again. And I'm here with our lovely winner, one of my favorite people, Mrs. Lara Days. Hi, Lara. Wow, I don't know why I just had a weird reaction to you calling me Mrs., even though I am, in fact, Mrs. Laura Days. You know what's funny is I almost said Miss, and then I was like, oh, she's married. <laughs> I should have just said Queen. I should have just said Queen. Yeah, I'm here with Queen Laura Days. Excuse me. I take back what I said. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> so Laura and I are going to do a coaching session today, which I think these episodes are really cool because one, every time I do coaching where other people either get to listen or they get to watch, I think it's really helpful because you will likely resonate with something that Laura is going through, or it will give you insight if maybe you're newer in your business, how someone who's a little bit further along, the kinds of things that they're getting coaching on. Also for people who are super unfamiliar with how I work, it's an opportunity to listen in on my coaching style. It's an opportunity to expand your own coaching skills. I always find that listening to other people coach is really, really good educational material for me. I love being in spaces like that. And you'll get to hear about Lara and her incredible work in the world. So I'm going to invite her to introduce herself first. We're going to give you a little bit of background on our relationship, and then we will lead into the session. Lara, tell people about the work that you do in the world. Yeah. Thanks, Kara. I'm really excited to be here with you. I help people find an empowered relationship with food and their bodies. My mission is to dismantle the diet industry, which is a little bit daunting because I do not make $72 billion a year like they do. But yeah, my work is mostly through intuitive eating and holistic health coaching to just help people understand their bodies, reconnect with their intuition so that they can rely on themselves instead of outsourcing their power to things like meal plans and nutrition coaches and trainers and things like that. And so for people who are like, wait, I use meal plans and I uh, count my macros. Like, is there anything that you want to say to people who are listening to that about why your work is so important and what is different about how you work with people from a health perspective? Totally. So I am not like inherently opposed to those things. I very much live in the gray area when it comes to health and wellness. And really it's about the intention behind the behaviors that we are partaking in. So for example, meal plans can actually be used in recovery for restrictive eating disorders. And that's a time when it makes a lot of sense to follow a meal plan. Um, what meal plans will not do for most of us who are not recovering from restrictive eating disorders or who do not have medical reasons for following a meal plan is that it takes our trust out of our body and into the hands of someone else. So if I am just eating what someone tells me, I'm not listening to my own body's cues. I'm not paying attention to how foods feel. I'm not necessarily honoring my own hunger and fullness. And that's where we get into this really muddy, challenging relationship with food and our bodies. I will also say that I counted macros for like five years and I learned a lot about food during that time. And I learned a lot about my body. But what it also created was a fear of not counting macros. And I knew I didn't want to count macros when I was 85. <laughs> and so like we have to learn how to eat in a normal way, which intuitive eating is really just normal eating without being focused on our body shape, without being focused on, you know, following rules and plans and things like that. 
really important work that you're doing. Thank you. You're welcome. And just so people have context, because the last time someone won this, I didn't know them super, super well. We have an existing coaching relationship, which changes. I, I don't know if it really changes the structure of the call, like a coaching call conversation is a coaching conversation, but just for transparency, tell people how we met. Anything yeah, else you want to share? <laughs> we met in a mastermind in 2021. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Early 2021. Yeah. We were in a mastermind together in 2021 and fast forward to this mastermind being over. I don't know how much of that you want me to share. So I'll leave that to you if you want to fill in the the gaps. But after that mastermind, (laughs) I was not necessarily looking for a coach, but you had posted something on your stories about like, have you ever wondered what it would be like to work with me? And I was like, oh, maybe. Like, I don't really know her that well, but she seems cool. And like, I like her energy. And then we had a connection call and worked together for two years, right? Like uh, group coaching and then some one-on-one and then some more group coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were in two rounds by Mastermind and I think two one-on-one containers. So we have a, I know a lot about your business, I think is the difference in this call versus the last time that I did this on the podcast. And I think that that's really cool. One of the reasons that I like working with people long-term is having the ability to track their progress, to really be a cheerleader for their mission, to see how the industry changes, to see them maybe go through things that can be more difficult or more challenging and be resilient through them. Having the ability to, to be a thought partner with someone over a long period of time is something that I really value. So it's been cool to be able to see your mission change and shape and grow. And because we haven't been working together for like maybe the past three months, is there any updates that you think would be valuable for me to have as we go into this conversation? Not necessarily. I think part of what I would love some insight and coaching around today is maybe some potential shifts. Yeah. I think overall things are mostly as we left them. (laughs) I've missed you. (laughs) I've missed you too. I'm a cancer moon. I get really attached to y'all. I could go get some coaching on that. It's like, I try to leave people with like a really kind of like loving, celebratory closing call. And then I have to independently process my own feelings about missing people in a way that is not like projected onto them. <laughs> I feel that. I'm not a cancer boot and I still do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it means a lot when somebody entrusts you with their life's work. Like it's a, it's an honor and a privilege to hold that space for somebody. So I'm glad we got time together today. If you are listening to this while you drive, please don't participate in what I'm about to say. But I would like to open up the space because we did this little introduction to transition more into a coaching space for Lara and to protect the um, kind of sacredness of her sharing what's coming up for her today. So I'm going to invite her to take three deep breaths with me. And if you happen to be watching this in a place where you can participate in that, we invite you to participate. Otherwise, we'll see you in three breaths. All right, Lara, closing your eyes and allowing your body to settle. Arriving here in the present, inhale deeply through the nose and sigh. And again, inhaling love, exhaling grace. And on this last breath, connecting to the importance of that mission, all the people you have helped and have yet to help, planning an intention to be of service or any other intention that works well for you today. And then as you exhale, letting go of anything that you don't need to bring into the space. And then when you feel ready, opening your eyes. Hello. So you had some things in mind. What feels really present for you right now? Yeah. So a common theme since I started my, well, probably not since I started my business, but since I started receiving coaching in my business, which was 2020. So I was about a year into my business. I have had this like desire to create a bunch of different offers for people. 
And I see other people doing that and are really successful with it. Now that I know more about human design, like most of those people are many gens or generators. And like, it totally, it makes sense to my brain now how it works for them. Those of you who are listening, who are into human design, I'm a projector. I am not supposed to be doing a million things at once, but I like to, and I have in the past struggled with creativity. And so this other thing that happens is like, I have an idea for something and I feel like I need to act on it. Mm-hmm. I don't always have these ideas. And so I've received some feedback periodically from some people who know my business well, some people who don't at all. And the feedback is that they are confused about my offers. Mm-hmm. And something I know to be true is that when people are confused, they don't buy. Mm-hmm. I also would not buy something if I were confused about it. So I'm working through the potential of changing and streamlining some things. I have gotten rid of a program that was when you and I were working together that the life coaching program that I had created is no more. It was kind of taking away from the work that I really want to be doing in the world instead of adding to it. And I'm still left with like four or five different programs. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. I would love I received some feedback that I'll share. And then I'm interested in just your your initial thoughts, especially as someone who knows me and knows my business pretty well. So the offer suite breakdown, again, so that people are kind of on the same page. My low ticket offer is that I have a monthly membership community called the Nourished and Whole Collective. I have an intuitive eating group program that is kind of the next rung of the ladder, a little bit lower ticket. It's only group. It's not a hybrid. Then I've got a hybrid coaching program that is called the Body Trust Collaborative that has one-on-one and group component. And then of course my one-on-one coaching And then, you know, little one-offs, I sell card decks I have, which is hilarious. Three years ago, if you would have said that I would have a card deck, I'd be like, that's weird. I would never have that. I have like intensives that people can book, but my, my main offer suite is those four things. And I was in, I was at a VIP day recently and I shared that and I had a couple of people look up and they were like, yeah, I'm already confused. Like you lost me at your second (laughs) offer and I stopped listening. So the idea that was offered to me is to have my intuitive eating group be kind of my meat and potatoes, so to speak. And like, that is the group that I am always running. And that after people quote unquote graduate from the intuitive eating group, which is nourished and whole, the nourished and whole program, then I can invite them to join the body trust collaborative, which is more of a mastermind situation, higher touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm sitting with. It's only been a couple of weeks since this was offered to me and I'm not planning on launching that anytime soon. So I'm just kind of sitting with it and am open to any feedback that you have. So I do have some thoughts, but I like to go questions first. So the intuitive eating group program and the body trust collaborative, what is the distinct difference besides the fact that there's no one-on-one? Like, why do you feel like both of those offers either need to be separate or are separate with the intention behind them? Totally. So I, I have shared with some other coaches who have asked a similar question in terms of the intention, really the intention is the same. The, the transformation, whether you're in my membership program or whether you're in my VIP one-on-one offer, I want you to leave our work together, feeling confident in your body, feeling healthier, feeling more energized, having improved body image and a joyful relationship with food movement and, and your body. It's really just the means by which we're getting there. So to answer that part of the question the Nourished and Whole Intuitive Eating Group, we follow a very structured... So intuitive eating follows 10 principles. And so we work through those 10 intuitive eating principles together. They receive journaling prompts. They receive coaching on our group calls. And we see each other every two weeks. So it's a little bit spaced out, gives people time to read and reflect and essentially do their homework so they're not feeling rushed. And in the Body Trust Collaborative, we're meeting weekly. It's more of a holistic health 
approach as opposed to an intuitive eating approach. Like I said, mm-hmm. the goal is the same. They're just two different means of getting to the same place. So I'm bringing in guest coaches who specialize in things that I may not, polyvagal theory, stress management, hormone health. So it's a more comprehensive approach. Mm-hmm. And even like saying that out yeah, loud. Saying it out loud. Makes sense <laughs> that someone would need to go through nourished and whole first and then do the body trust collaborative. But what's interesting about this is I've had people go in both directions. Mm-hmm. Do the body trust collaborative first and then do nourished and whole and they still get a lot out of it. So that's where my brain likes to say, oh, but you have proof that this other way works. Yeah, totally. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Now I'm going <laughs> to, now I'm going to give you the tea. So the the way that you answered the question, I said, what are the, the difference between these two programs? You said they're the same. The intention is the same. The method is different. Mm-hmm. For, what is confusing for your audience? I don't know. I wasn't in that room for the VIP day. So like, I don't know what confused them. It could have just literally been like, oh, you're naming a lot of things. And like, my listening skills like got confused. But from a consumer perspective, when you are like selling two programs, different methods, same approach, I as an an audience member or a community member, I don't really understand why I would join one or the other because what we center for people when we sell something is the results. And if your programs are the same results and like one is one price point and the other is another price point and then they're being launched maybe like not necessarily back to back, but just a few months apart, like that's confusing. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're essentially the same program. Like the thing is you're saying they're the same. So what I think is valuable, it's cool that you have social proof that people can go in either direction. They like both methods of teaching. You could merge this into one offer. Which is something I've thought about before. And when I started writing it down, I was like, I, this is overwhelming. Like not That's even, overwhelming. Not just for me, but just the amount of content. Like I feel like it would need to be a year long program. And like mm. maybe it, it could be. I have found, and again, things are shifting. So I haven't asked in a while, but I did get feedback previously that three months feels like a really long commitment for my people. Mm. And so, you know, asking them to sign up for something that's a year long, I don't know, like maybe that is something that they're into now that they weren't before, but like Mm. that's like a really long commitment for anyone really. And Mm -hmm. so in order to get in, you know, the full intuitive eating curriculum, the guest coaches that I want to bring in, the level of support, I feel like both the time commitment and the investment are going to be like just way higher than anything else that I have ever offered. Well, that could be fun. And you could also edit and modify both programs because we're not looking at how, and I I think this is something that knowing you is something that's an asset of yours is that you really care about people having the best experience with the curriculum and cap rising. Like you- Or teacher. (laughs) Yeah, like you deliver on content, on content, on content. And when you say like, I don't know if my people are down for a three-month commitment, I think centering like, how do I give them the entire curriculum? How do I give them all the guest teachers? How do I give them both programs is not the right, question. It's like, I have these two programs that the results that people get are the same. What is the best method of delivery for that result? It could be one program. It could be the other program. It could be a hybrid of both programs. It could be six months. It could be a year. But the question is not like, how do I put this all into one thing? It's like, how do I create the best consumer experience? Now for your people who are like three months feels like a really long time, I would maybe say to them, like, how many decades have you had eating habits that are not really serving you? Do you expect to like leave this in three months and not have this anymore? Like, so we're not even delivering them a length of time or a cost or like none of that really matters. That kind of stuff, like those details, they fall more into place when you're really focused on like, what is the best method for my people to get what it is that they need from me? So I don't know if you want to answer that question in this particular moment, because it might be something that you want to like journal on or sit with, but 
if you have any gut reflections around like, okay, what is the best way now that I've worked with people in both of these programs, you've also worked with dozens, if not hundreds of other people for them to get the results that both programs offer. What is that? Yeah, I I think I will need to sit with that. And another thing that I don't know what you said that sparked this, but another big difference that you and I have talked about too, that I didn't even think to share was that the Body Trust Collaborative has exclusively been for women and Nourished and Whole Collect or the, the Nourished and Whole program and the collective both, but they're for anyone. And the reason behind that is really just some of the content and guest coaches being conditioned as a woman in our society has very leads to very different programmed thoughts and beliefs. Someone coming to talk about hormone health, like if you have a penis, like it's just not really gonna, you don't need that content as much, (laughs) especially if you don't sleep with someone with a vagina. So like just looking at things like that too, those have been some differences in the past. So I just wanted to add that in case that changed anything. I, I think the only thing that it changes, and this is actually something that we get into in the first module of Business Switch, is the client concept. So like if you are looking at who this program seeks to serve and your mission is to dismantle diet culture, which negatively impacts all people, but this program or this core offering, and it's similar in my business, like I work with all different kinds of folks from all different walks of life and like different sexual orientations and genders and what have you. But generally speaking, in my mastermind and in my one-on-one practice, I'm largely talking to women because of the nature of my politics and my work. And Mm -hmm. that's not an exclusive thing. It's not meant to um, exclude anybody. And like, I'm happy to work with one-on-one clients who feel a resonance with my mission, who might not necessarily join the other program. So it's more the question of like, who is this program for? And furthermore, like if hormone health or if dismantling toxic body image that has been targeted at women, like if that is a central theme to the intention of helping people get the results from the program, then you're making the program more specialized for the person that it seeks to serve, which is going to help attract them more. So like marketing is not necessarily exclusionary, but the more specific you can get around the kind of person that you're seeking to help, the more a person knows that your program is for them versus somebody else's program. And that's going to really shape how you market it. It's going to shape how you write the content. It's going to shape how you speak to the consumers And that's really valuable because there are some ways that in your particular line of work, it is a very different way that you would serve somebody based on how they navigate the world and the body that they live in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's one other thing that I did want to say about this that I didn't say when we were talking about how, okay, you're saying they're the same offer. That's if you get anything from the session, you straight up said you have four offers and two of them are the same offer with different teaching methods. Four of them have the same transformation, all of them. Yes, at, at different levels of depth and and one-on-one care, yes. So I'm gonna share you know, in, about my business model. One, for people listening, I think this will be helpful for you and then also for you as well. So I wanted to scale how much revenue I was making every year and I didn't wanna pass the price for me to scale onto my consumer. And I think that that's a fucked up thing that happens in the coaching industry of like, I want to make more money. So now I'm raising my rates or like I've graduated. So now I charge 50K a year instead of 25K a year. Like I felt good about my one-on-one rates and I wanted to make more money. I don't think it's the consumer's responsibility to pay for my salary increase because that is the same line of thinking of when you're newer and you're starting out and saying, please pay my rent if you buy this coaching package. It's like literally the same thing. Now, please pay my uh, starter fund for the house that I'm going to buy because I've raised my rates. It's same vibe, not my vibe. So that's why I built Business Switch as an offer. And also the intention of it was to funnel people into my higher ticket offers where they were getting a deeper experience of trust and results from me. So I didn't feel this like taxing, like how do I convert people from Instagram? Because I know from working with you, from working with a lot of my other clients, from talking to peers in the industry, yes, 
we're all talking about how the algorithm changes all the time. Selling online is not how it used to be. I'm talking about this in my online classes. I don't need to explain that to you. There's tons of podcast content. People can go back. If they're listening, they're like, what are you talking about? Like go listen to some of the other episodes. But what the industry trends are showing, and I've been talking about this specifically with the person that I use for paid media for ads and for some of my friends who sell a lot, a lot, a lot of programs in the span of the year and have seen their numbers go down is that we're seeing that the length of time that it takes for somebody to convert into a paid buyer is much longer than it used to be. So it used to be like a few weeks to a month. And now they're seeing like average lengths of time of up to a year. So these are the people who are joining your community, who are like reading the emails. They're like, do I want to participate? They're on the fence. Maybe they're attending a class, whatever. And on the side of the practitioner, what I see in my clients is like, why isn't it working? People aren't buying my stuff. And they're like having some kind of existential crisis about their worth. And this has nothing to do with their worth. This is a consumer behavior of like, I bought this thing and it didn't work. Do I want to pay this person instead? Why should I trust you more? I want to kind of lurk the content to see if this is actually going to be valuable for me. The last time I bought an online program, I didn't even open the program. Maybe I don't want to do online programs anymore. So it's just a very different culture, right? So my intention with creating my offer suite, which is literally business witch to mastermind to one-on-one, so three offers with some other things thrown in every now and again, is that people who do business witch and who use the program as it has been designed will be able to scale their business models enough to both afford, like make it financially feasible for them to work with me at a higher touch capacity, and I've built four months of trust with them. So I'm not really selling them. I'm just, I already know you. I think what you're doing is cool. I can help you make it more profitable and more impactful. Do you want to talk about this thing? There's like very, there's very little selling happening beyond the initial sale. So the reason that I'm sharing that with you and also with the audience is I think it's helpful to hear that. Like if consumer buyer behavior is like taking a much longer time to build trust, how do you build trust with your community before they pay you for anything or when they're paying you at a nominal amount and then like making it really juicy for them to continue to engage with the work? So that's like thought number one for the membership, for how you're nurturing your audience, for the way that you're thinking about like how your offers connect to each other and like what I call it client's path to purchase, what the progression of their investment in your community is. And then Two, there's this like, okay, yeah, then how would I be selling differently if the intention was just about creating trust and inviting people into deeper levels of engagement with my work, then what would the offers be? Any thoughts on that? What's interesting and like what my brain immediately (laughs) went to was like, and I know we talked about this months ago, the membership is really like, something about it I just think is really special. Like I want to be known as the chick who has that community, that online community that's like massive of people who are ditching diets and learning to trust their bodies and being super fucking empowered in their choices as it pertains to, yes, food and movement, but also just life. Mm -hmm. Like that just feels really cool. And that's not quite as deep a connection as I want to have with a lot of my clients too. So I do think, despite the fact that (laughs) I've learned, as you told me, selling a membership is not as easy as people like to make it look on the internet. Um, Despite that, I do, like, I just love the vision that I have for it. Mm -hmm. And I've also, partly because of this shift in the online space and partly just because I've been engaging with people more in person as I've been teaching more yoga classes, I almost feel like keeping what I have and yes, maybe creating some sort of invitation only or like progression into the Body Trust Collaborative. But I think there's something to be said for having a like something in person, whether it's a retreat, whether it's, you know, a, a day long intensive with people or something because yeah, I mean, that's again, something that would be very different about that versus Mm -hmm. the other group. And I think people are 
some people, I don't mind being online. I run an online business. Like, obviously I expect to be online a lot, but I know not everyone wants to be online all, all day. Yeah. Well, and also I think something about you that I've always known is you are such a community person. And I think I'm really glad you bring this up because it's important for people to hear like selling the way that feels exciting for you to sell and authentic for you to sell will likely work better than a strategy that somebody else gives you. So yes, it is not as easy as putting up a sales page and saying it's only $37 or whatever to get people into a membership but it's also a longer sales cycle because of that longer trust that people are requiring, but also like you're building customer experience and optimizing customer experience over time. People don't talk about this enough in the industry. They talk about how to convert your Instagram followers into immediate buyers to rake in $60,000 from month to month to month. There is a very, very, very small fraction of people who are actually doing that. And I would imagine an even smaller fraction of people who buy those programs who are getting results from those programs in the same way. If you want to build longevity and like how many years in business are you now? Four. So fourth year in business, like you're, you want to dismantle diet culture. You said it at the, at the top of this call that that's a long game. The buyer cycle for really understanding why your message is different. Because we've also talked about this a lot in your coaching. Like your people are often coming to you being like, are you going to make me count macros? Like people are coming to you from the headspace of like, oh, I thought I was looking for this other thing. And instead of trying to convert them, well, you don't actually need that. This is what you need instead. It's really like a demonstration and a trust process of like, how do you really want to be in relationship with your body? Some people are going to fall off. Some people are like, actually, I still want to count macros. Like, actually, I still want to take this, this skinny tea or whatever. My friend last week was like, you didn't, you don't have the poop tea. I thought you about people would have the poop tea. And I was like, no, I don't. That's so bad for you. My client would tell me not to have the poop tea. I don't have any poop tea for you. You don't anyway. need <laughs> <laughs> like I'm vegan. I don't need poop tea. <laughs> Good poop one to three times a day. Send me a message. We can chat. Don't buy the poop tea. <laughs> but some people are like, no, I still am going to buy the poop tea from that Instagram ad. You're not trying to convert those people. It's the people who are like, yeah, this something about this doesn't feel good. And then they find you. That's a long game. So whatever strategy you're using for that long game, whether it's Instagram or in-person events or the people you meet at yoga classes, I know the people who've been in my masterminds all are like, Lara's classes have changed my life. So like all of my clients are finding you through being in my community, right? That's a long game. That takes longer of just... and and. I don't want people listening to this be like, is she saying not to expect financial security as quickly? Because you can still make money doing this. And I'm happy to like talk about that if that's something that's coming up for you. And when you are teaching something to people that they have historically been either harmed by the industry that you are deconstructing or feel like very personally, they have some deep beliefs to dismantle around that. And that is things like body image. It's also things like business coaching. It's also things like trauma healing. In my business, the way that that looks is like, I'm, I'm talking specifically to people who have felt slighted by programs, who have promised them particular financial results, for selling in a way that didn't align with their values. And then they didn't get those results to, to believe that they should trust me instead is a longer sales cycle than, well, here's another business coaching program. Why don't you try me instead? And so if you're saying like, well, here's another health coaching program. Why don't you try me instead? People don't understand why mm -hmm. that's your job. What would make you feel safe to be like, this is a different space. I know you've been in a lot of coaching spaces. What makes you know that a space is for you? I think the person's client base is really important. Like if I think back to some other <laughs> group programs I've been in, it was all white people, like straight white cis people. And in hindsight, I would never like the, I should say now, if I were to know that, like I never would join. I don't think I would have. I just would feel out of integrity for me to join. I would feel like 
I don't know where my money is going, really, if that's the kind of person that I'm investing in. So I will say like knowing someone's values is always really important to me because we vote with our dollar. And again, I learned that the hard way um, when I invested thousands of dollars into a mentor who turns out is not in any way aligned with my own views on equity and inclusivity. So that is one of the first things I look at. I also, I think just client results, testimonials are really important. If no mm-hmm. one has, if someone invites me into a program and they don't have any testimonials, I'm like, I don't know if this works because mm-hmm. there's no proof of concept. Mm-hmm. So one more question that I think will be helpful just for you to position yourself in the alternative. Why did you trust me? Because I knew you and I knew that you and I were aligned ethically in terms of spaces and initiatives to support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the majority of people I have coached one-on-one in the last six years knew me personally. And I was like all on Instagram, selling all my offers and and make no mistake, like I've sold a hundred people a program off of the internet and like Business Witch is a totally online program. I don't know most of the people who join it, but what I built to create more trust was social proof that existed off of online spaces to help people feel that deeper connection with me. Now, I knew that I needed that because that's always how I've sold anything. Some people are just really good at selling online and they don't actually need to create that. Like some people, you can feel that from them, from a reel. I have never felt that way. That's why I built this podcast. So like people can listen to this conversation and it's Mm -hmm. a totally different way of engaging. So if we're looking at your strategies for selling and you're thinking, oh, I'd love to do an in-person event, I think that's a great place to start. And then not hinging that in-person event on my next two one-on-one clients are going to be in the on-person because then it totally messed up the energy of what the event it like when I started the podcast, it wasn't like, oh, once I start this, people are going to listen to it and they're going to sign up one-on-one. It was like, I'm going to build a library of hour-long resources where people can really hear how I do this work so that by the time they get on a call with me, I'm not convincing them of anything. They have a vested interest in the work. You Mm -hmm. do things differently. Building a living, breathing example of that for people in a way that brings the, not the results to them because they probably do, especially with the, the kind of deep work that you do, they probably do need to actually work with you to get the results. Mm-hmm. But to have a very clear understanding of how working with you is going to be different from everything else that they've tried, that is your biggest marketing job in whatever medium or platform that you're doing it on. And then letting it create the community over time, which I think is really hard for people because it's like an echo chamber of people saying they got fast results. And you know, from working with people that your people need time to get results, you need the same time. I know you've been doing this for four years, but even in changing my entire business model, yes, there were 26 people who enrolled in the first round of business, which I knew that by the time I built the community and the energy around the launch for the the program to speak for itself, ultimately there'll be hundreds of people inside. There can be hundreds of people inside of your community, but it's not going to happen in the first month. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take time for people to really understand the heart behind the mission. And maybe some people listening to this podcast in three months will be like, now I'm ready to do that work and they're going to look you up. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I always love that reminder because I have, I have so much data that for my people, I think, of course, there are other areas in which this is the case, other areas of coaching, but because we're so inundated in terms of our health with like, oh, I just need to find the right diet. Oh, I just need to find the right workout plan. I just need to find the right whatever, whatever it takes a really long time for people to understand what I do. And then it takes a, a long time for them to trust me as the person who facilitates it. I The last round of the Body Trust Collaborative, I had two people 
in the group who literally have known me for over a decade. And they had followed me on social media and know my work. They followed me for two years before they were ready to actually do the work. And they already knew me. They already liked me, but they weren't ready. And I think that's something too, where I've had a shift and weigh in on this too. I've had a shift where I think when I first started, I was like, ready doesn't exist. Like no one ever feels ready. And I think to an extent that's true. Like we can always find reasons to not do the thing that we want to do. And if you're not ready to do the kind of work that I'm doing with my clients, you are not going to get anything out of the work. So like you do actually have to be ready. You have to be in a place where you are able to receive the way that we're doing things because it's so different. And I didn't realize that until probably the last year or so when I had some people join that I was like, oh, like they're actually not ready to be doing this. And it's tainting not only their experience, but the experience of other people in the container as well. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the fun thing about building that over time. When you intentionally build trust in your community over a number of years where they really start to know, like you said about the membership, you want to be the person that is like has this great community, the the uh, number of people joining and the, the people talking about it, that number actually starts to accelerate because what you're building is a community-based reputation that will last you decades into the future. And if that's the career you want to build, as opposed to how can I maximize my launch results in this particular moment so that I can say that I had a five-figure month... <laughs> Which then it, that is where I see my clients be like, that doesn't really make me feel good in my body. And now I feel really icky about my sales process, as opposed to my intention is to build this community and this community is going to have this kind of cultural change. That, that, that takes months. It can take years. But the more you are that person and people know you for that, then I, it's like a, the metaphor I like to use is it's like planting seeds in a garden. So it's like, maybe it was the in-person event. It was your email list. It was you being on this podcast. It was the person that you met at that mastermind retreat. It was Instagram. And like all of those plants start to sprout at various times. And then there's a much richer harvest. And that comes from, and it, you could see this in any other business too, right? Like if you were a therapist, when you're first starting out, you're building a client basis. And then over time you build reputation and you fill your roster. That doesn't happen in the first three months. It probably takes a couple of years. Most businesses don't see profit in the first year or even in the first two years, it takes time. So to be the person who is a stand for a particular thing in an industry and to hinge a reputation and a mission on top of that is a very different sales game from how do I make as much money as quickly as possible? And that's the kind of business that I want to help people build is the one that's going to stand the test of time. It's going to stand the change in the algorithms. It's going to stand the change in ad prices or consumer buying um, habits because it's really about why you started the fucking thing in the first place. So with that being said, any questions, reflections, thoughts about that? Just that I think more people need to be teaching nervous system regulation because of that, <laughs> right? Because like, I mean, how many conversations or how many sessions have I come in and been like, I literally have no money. And so I have to launch something. And how do I launch this thing without sounding super fucking desperate? And like, I'm chasing people because my safety essentially depends on it. And that's where like, I, I've had people tell me too, like, well, you know, I had a 10K month, but like it wasn't sustainable. And so then I didn't know what to do. And it's like, we have no foundation for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's where I'm very clear. Like if you need your launch result to make your rent, it's like not the best energy to launch from. Like whether or not that is kind of bleeding into the, I still love this idea. I know it's really valuable for people. I'm going to sell with heart from that space of like inviting people into this great idea. And you can have a financial goal and you can have a desire to make more money. I think that those things are inherent, but if you're feeling, and this is where you're talking about nervous system regulation, if you're feeling in your body, like you're dragging people towards 
the offer, like, please, 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 please. Like you can feel it in your body. Like imagine times that you felt that way versus like, this is so great. And I can't wait for people to be in it. Even if that means they're signing up three months from now, the content is different and you actually get results faster. So whatever for you listening and also for you, Lara, whatever you need to do to create that for your people, that's your your responsibility over figuring out how to convert as many sales as possible. I actually was thinking about attachment styles as it relates to our bodies, but then I was like, well, I am like really anxiously attached to my business too, <laughs> and the, specifically the results in my business. And it's not... It used to be from a place of imposter syndrome and like, oh my God, I'm not good enough to do this work. And like four years in, I am happy to say that it's beyond that. I'm fully, fully confident in my ability to coach people through their transformation and help them find peace in their bodies. It's the anxious attachment to like, am I going to be able to essentially make rent? I mean, we have a mortgage, but pay our mortgage this month and finding peace in that and also knowing and trusting that like, if not this time, next time. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really brave share. I think a lot of people relate to that. And this is not a popular take, I don't think in the coaching industry, but it's something I feel really strongly for people is if you want to scale to the point, like in my own operations, I need to be making 10K every month in order to pay my contractors and my life expenses. Like I'm before I'm buying like food, it's I need to be making 10K in the business after the podcast and my assistant and all the programs and the ads and whatever. There have been times where it's like I knew that I was going to be losing money from my like slush fund or savings. It's like, okay, I am making less money than I have to spend right now. Like I'm not looking at the business from a month to month perspective. I'm looking at annual revenue and like playing the long game that like the systems that I'm building are going to scale over time. Now it comes from a place of financial privilege that I can even say that I can do that because I can put it on a credit card. And I also like can put it on a credit card without the anxiety of that, like impacting my credit score. Or if I had like a really negative relationship with debt or having claimed bankruptcy in the past, like there's much deeper coaching work to do with people around feeling safe, making that kind of choice. And I'm not a financial advisor. I even on my podcast right now in this session to be like, some people should just consciously go into debt. Like people say that in the coaching industry all the time. I know that it is so much more personal than that. And any other business, product business, a location-based business, those people went into a significant amount of debt in order to build a profitable business model. Is it necessary in an online coaching business? No, people don't necessarily have to do that. But if you're look, if you're hinging your month-to-month financial solvency on the, the the money that you're making in your business, it's going to be really hard to scale because you're going to keep coming up against the block of, I need to make this amount. And you're so hyper-focused on just that, that you're not able to build that longer term trust, relationship, reputation, community that will fund a business that will last for decades. And so that, like what I want to leave you with, because we're kind of at time now, is that coaching opportunity of like, okay, if I hold up the vision and the long term, what other things do I need to put into place so that I can feel really good about the systems that I build as I wait for that? them to garner the profit that they inevitably will because my mission is important and people need it. Yeah. And I would say one of the things that I did actually after our retreat was I kept trying to talk myself out of like, oh, well, don't do that in case no one signs up. And then I was like, what the fuck kind of mindset is that? Like, if it's not prepared and ready for people to be in it, like, why would anyone sign up? Mm. Uh, which is, I guess maybe just a way of saying like, take action, right? Like do prepare, prepare the program. I prepared my program. Um, I did a big pivot with the body trust collaborative. So I went from having five to 10 people in it to only having two this round, but like they're fucking in love with each other and they're both local and it's been great. And if I had just decided like, 
well, I'll just wait and like see. Like that's not in service to them either. Mm-hmm. And also they are getting the results that your business exists to provide. So whether it's two people or five people or 10 people or a hundred people, like the, the prompt that I gave people last week for the business switch emails is like, how have you helped the people that you've helped already? And I think when we're hyper fixated on scaling our results as quickly as possible, we forget the lives that we've changed. And like, that's such an unfair thing to do to ourselves. And it's also a really disrespectful thing to do to our future clients that we're like, please be more of you instead of like, if you literally helped one person, like that's a fucking miracle. So is there anything that you want to invite people into exploring who maybe are listening to this and are like, well, I really love your mission because I always say this, your mission is your best sales pitch. Invite people to your mission. Totally. Uh, the Nourish and Whole Collective is always open. That is my membership community. I know this recording is going to be in the past when people are listening, but we're currently, so it'll be out in in the open, I think. And so I'll share that the membership is currently voting on my first apparel launch. So they're getting to have some say in the apparel that they all receive as gifts for being in the membership. But we do, we do weekly Q&A, we do monthly community calls. I've got a huge resource library so people can kind of pick and choose if they're having a bad body image day, they can go watch my body image workshop. If they're wanting to focus more on energy, I am not like, I'm also a certified sports nutritionist and master health coach. Like I do want people to be physically healthy as well as mentally and emotionally healthy. So there are plenty of resources on actual nutrition education and things like that. So yeah, that's where, that's where the party's happening. Where can people find you? And we'll put it in the show notes, but for those listening. Yeah. I'm on the gram at lara.days, know you, L-A-R-A, like Lara Croft Tomb Raider. (laughs) and days like days of the week (laughs) (laughs) and I just want to thank you so much for being here and sharing about your work with everybody and for as always being open to to digging in being vulnerable I appreciate you and I got some brainstorming to do it sounds like yes I can't wait to hear about how it goes (laughs) And I will see you witches next time on Business Witch.